This is the Transmission Times. What I remember most from this pandemic is probably the day that my husband woke up and did not feel well. And I said, you have to go get tested right away. He had a fever. I was in the home along with our two teenage boys. And so he went and got tested and it took nine days to get his results back. And he tested positive. And that was like super scary that all that time he was positive and we were just hanging out in the home together, even though he was quarantining and sleeping downstairs and wearing a mask in the house. It just really brought it all into reality that this is real and this can happen. I have a friend who keeps sending me like a Facebook post from somebody describing their experience with the virus. All of them, the ones that go through this and share their experience, they're like, hey, this is not fun. This was not a pleasant experience. And the thing that I noticed all of them say is the emotional toll it takes on you because you're kind of having this virus that everybody's talking about and you know it can be dangerous and you don't know how bad it's going to get for you and you don't know if you should go to the hospital or not or when to go and all of them had a version of it being difficult to go through because you don't know if you made the right decision. Thankfully, he recovered and he's feeling much better. Everybody in our house is healthy. Nobody got sick. And I think what's come of it is that we can survive. We can do hard things in addition to just feeling remarkably grateful and blessed and appreciate what we have and don't take each other maybe for as granted as we usually might do sometimes when we think, oh, he'll be around forever or we'll just be okay. That it is really, I think, strengthened our relationship and our family's relationships with each other. My daughter asked us to come down and visit for a day so that she and her husband could do some chores they have an eight-month-old baby, and he's a very active little fellow. And I recall having somebody that age that required every ounce of your energy all day long. And I felt so bad for her. She's preparing to go back to teach middle school and Anyone would be stressed about that thought. She is a good teacher, and if she doesn't go back, there's a loss. If she does go back, will she have to live in a tent like some other teachers I've read about are doing for their family? I just can't imagine making these choices. I've been really diving into a lot of the stuff around this coronavirus. I just want to learn everything there is. And every time something gets pulled from social media or something like where people were giving their testimonies or their experiences or sharing whatever it is they want to share. And as soon as that gets pulled, my flags go off and I'm like, what is it 
that they don't want us to hear, right? So I want to know what that is. So I look for it. So I'll look into these things and it's very controversial. And one day I'm sitting in the living room and I'm on my computer watching an interview with Dr. Andrew Wakefield. So who's very controversial. And my husband comes in and without having heard anything, because I'm on my headphones, so he can't hear any of the interview. He doesn't know what's being said, but he recognizes this controversial figure. The moment he sees that, he scoffs. Just this judgmental, contemptuous scoff. And this is the way it's been. Anytime I'm listening to anything other than what's mainstream, I get this like criticism or contempt or it's just been building and I don't feel safe anymore. And it's like this man who is the kindest, most compassionate man I know is now full of anger and judgment and contempt. And I want my husband back. What happened? How did this virus destroy our relationship so easily? And I, I hope it's not destroyed. I hope it's not too far gone. I believe that the man that I love and married is still in there. I just haven't seen him in a while and I miss him. In a weird way, I'm glad I'm 34 when the pandemic hit, that it caught me at this phase of my life. Because I could see how difficult it would be to go through this as a teenager, maybe. Or like a young person who is very social and just and wants to explore, like going out and having fun and meeting people. And I can imagine it being so difficult to be in that phase of your life and to navigate this. And it's way easier when you have like the relationships and the people and your support system are people who you've known for years and you know that love you and accept you the way you are and you do the same for them. My son-in-law found out that he won't be going back to work in the hospital he does research in until June of 2021. And I congratulated him on knowing something about his future and how to prepare himself to work. But when I got home, I thought I should have been commiserating because Andrew is a very outgoing, friendly, engaged with people person. And to him, that must be more like a sentence. So it led me to thinking about how we all are experiencing deprivations differently during the pandemic. As an introvert and living with another introvert, we are okay, even though even we miss our small amount of social life that's outside our home. But those folks who are used to going out and need to be among people and places that are busy and full of social interactions and social possibilities are really suffering. I heard 
two times now somebody saying that I would prefer not to meet friends than to meet them with a mask on. And when I asked uh, a friend who said this, I asked her, do you find them uncomfortable or why is that? And she said, no, I can totally wear one in a store or like have one on for hours upon end, but it's psychological. Like I cannot accept the fact that we're at that stage where we meet people we care about with masks on. It's one thing to be in the COVID-19 pandemic for going on seven months. And it's another thing in Northern California to be experiencing a wildland fire season like we have never seen before here close to our home. We've been near fires for the last several years and it's been scary and we've been dealing with evacuees and smoke, but this year with a fire right here in our community that's over 3,000 acres on top of COVID and, and trying to run a local media organization, it's been challenging to say the least. The fire personally was very close to my home and it's in an evacuation warning area. One night a few weeks ago, we could see the flames shooting off the top of the ridge and that was the closest I've come to freaking out. I got myself calmed down and just trying to stay focused on the task at hand and make sure my people are safe and that my family is safe and I feel bad for my dog. He just doesn't get to go out and run around as much because they don't make little masks for dogs and he doesn't understand what's going on. Except he does. He seems to know that the air quality is bad and he seems to want to come in more easily than normal when he goes out to play in the yard. California is burning up with forest fires. The Greenland ice shelf has melted beyond recovery. There's two tropical depressions in the Gulf of Mexico at the same time. People have plenty of reason to be anxious about the planet. Our democracy feels so fragile right now. And we have a pandemic raging around the globe. So I think we all have a layer of anxiety and stress that accompanies us everywhere we go, even in our sleep. My dreams have started to incorporate elements of the COVID pandemic, masked people in large groups and frightening situations that have something to do with having to be careful around people. It's so unnatural. If you're a person who enjoys people and the world, to hold back all the time and the stress, I think, just plays at the edges of everyone's being all day long. It seems like the pandemic surely will shadow the rest of my life. And perhaps my children's, although, you know, at 10 and 6, especially for my son, the post-pandemic world will just be his world. It will just be normal. And therefore, masks and distancing and not doing big gatherings and doing a lot of things virtually would become normal and 
it makes me really sad to think that could be the normal world for anyone and especially my kids. It seems almost impossible to think that human beings could survive in the bizarre draconian conditions we've been living in for the past five and a half months, especially the first couple of months. I mean, it's eased a lot here now, but even this seems very weird, very uneasy, and I would hate to think my children's lives are just absolutely going to be constantly in this state of unease. Something that's helped me to move through this pandemic is remembering that we're all going through it at the same time. This is a completely shared experience and how we're processing or feeling about that shared experience is different. But I mean, even, you know, when the UPS driver pulls up to the house and gets out of the van, I go, oh yeah, they are also going through this pandemic. And when I drive down the road and I see for a moment the person who's driving opposite me, I see their face and I go, oh, they're also going through this pandemic. And remembering that has sort of helped me to get through it because it really is a battle that we are all waging every day in different ways at home and abroad. I'd like to say a huge thank you to Kelly, Britta, Karen, Amanda, Christina, and Brianna whose voices are coming to you from Maine, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, California, Pennsylvania, and Romania. Since the beginning of lockdown, the Transmission Times has been collecting audio diaries from people around the world. But there are many stories we haven't heard. If yours is one of them, we'd love to hear from you. Please tell us about your pandemic experience and submit your recording in one of two ways. You can record on your smartphone using an app like Voice Memos and email it to transmissiontimes at gmail.com. Or you can call our phone number, 847-354-4163, and leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. The Transmission Times is created by me, Katie Semro.